0: where's the white claw there we go where's the white where's cheers. The, where's cheers.
1: the white claw? where's the white club where's the white claw? where's the white claw? like i'm being brainwashed right now <laughs> <laughs> does everybody else
0: <laughs> i fully left Venmo at us <laughs> at horgasmic. subscribe to our patreon oh yeah patreon.com slash smh pod we made one today it's so exciting i know we literally well miriam literally just made it you helped um yeah yeah, it's basically like i don't know if you guys know this but we live in capitalism so everything costs money like our microphones cost money our recorder costs money our software costs money we use a lot of softwares everything costs money we're poor is what we're saying and like we well miriam's not poor (laughs) but i I need a 401k you guys (laughs) But we, so that's why we're asking you guys if you want to support us. If you don't, we still love you. But if you want to help us buy better bikes. And
1: also, it's not just, uh, we're not just asking for money like fucking beggars yeah like the beggars
0: we are so the first tier is that's our bullet vibe tier for two dollars a month and you get access to our exclusive facebook group oh my god um we have a facebook page but it's more for marketing whereas this will be just like a little place where you feel safe and you can ask us questions and talk to each other and promote your shit wait i don't want them to promote their shit okay don't promote no none of that
1: (laughs) we're gonna be promoting our shit (laughs) uh the second tier is
0: rabbit uh you will get access to our monthly newsletter <gasps> a monthly newsletter <laughs> what say it mean? ain't so yeah that will be written by us for you yeah. and you'll get an smh pod sticker mm, oh yeah. my god we just ordered those i know we ordered a the time. newsletter is gonna be so dope yeah it's
1: gonna be crazy i can't wait okay and then the, the last one is the clit sucker my dun, personal dun, favorite dun. Uh, and this will give you extra SMH pod content for $10 a month. Yeah. Um. You'll also get a free
0: merch right? once we have it. And once you'll have, have a 24-hour, like, head start on buying tickets for our events. Yeah. You got, like, a little pre Because they sell out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For ex- exclusive. <laughs>
1: Popular. Uh, anyway, yeah. So head there. Head there. Patreon.com
0: slash SMH pod. Um,
1: at the end of our last episode, remember like if anybody if you get to this point, um, DM us your like sex like a joke. I mean, no. Something funny that happened to you when you had sex, remember? Oh, yeah. And
0: nobody DM'd us. Wait, I feel like people did DM me and I was like, What the fuck? Oh, why really? do I care about this weird moment? That's
1: so funny. <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. I, I oh, guess it's good that why would I was they like, DM me? Why
0: are people telling me sexual jokes? That's hilarious. And weird
1: okay thank you guys <laughs> yeah oh, i forgot that Marianne, we did okay, that. should we ask them a question we'll, well we'll we'll get to it later i
0: wanted to actually uh say something um last okay. week we were saying that condoms don't prevent herpes Ooh, i got the lowdown from corazon con leche our favorite instagram Hi Raquel. we love her um she told me that condoms do protect against herpes the issue is that it only protects against herpes what it's covering, and what the condom only covers a penis if you're having sex. Yeah, it can be on the balls, um, and it could be on the balls. It could be on the pubic bone area, and you're probably rubbing on that too. Mm-hmm. Um, rubbing all up on all of that, and same with vagina, like and vulva, and etc. So that is the facts. Thank you for that correction. You're welcome.
1: um Anything exciting happened to you this week? I'm still like an IUD
0: territory oh yeah oh give us your weekly update update. yeah (laughs) um i'm spotting on and off Mm. how gross do you want me to get um
1: (laughs) as gross as you want
0: okay this is really gross we can cut this out it's disgusting okay okay okay. a few days ago i thought something (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) a few days ago i thought something was really wrong with me because my vagina smelled like a turkey sandwich oh no it was so gross you went to the gyno no I just called her because she's a family friend uh-huh. and she was like you probably have a uh, bacterial vaginosis yeah I love but- I mean
1: I don't love that <laughs> but I have it a lot
0: <laughs> I love that it goes away on its own and like it stopped smelling weird the next day so I think it was just like a two-day situation That's but scary it's gross like my vagina kn- like i get fishy sometimes you know mm. i mean that hasn't happened in a long time but that's that's bacterial vaginosis <laughs> good
1: morning ladies <laughs> yeah
0: but never turkey sandwich yeah. like so specific but I, and i'm a vegetarian i haven't had one in so long so, so i was the like kitchen was serving up literally smelling th- it thanksgiving post yeah. leftovers but i didn't even eat turkey <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so sorry sorry for you that You're tell me that that's imagery. like really scary i know it was so
1: gross you like right i the one that one time i thought there was like my uterus was falling out of my vagina i I made rachel like look at whatever the fuck was going on there like i would ask her to smell it like if i had turkey (laughs) sandwich rachel this does not smell smell like (laughs) a
0: turkey sandwich (laughs) like cranberry jelly Uh, sauce (laughs) i think that i'm like i don't get super anxious about my health in i mean i can but like my parents are in the health field my dad's a doctor and my mom's a nurse so like they're always like it's fine and it'll be better your body will like take care of it in like three days oh for most things
1: russian jew doctors
0: yeah. <laughs> they're like you don't need to take the day off <laughs> <laughs> keep working <laughs> uh, yeah so that's the update i still haven't it. had sex with it um because i'm spotting and i don't i don't have anyone that i'm close yeah, enough you're to spot for a while i know but right now it's like more than i'm comfortable with like i'm okay with having sex while i'm spotting but right now it's kind of it's thick wait do you make boys eat you out when you're bleeding Mm -hmm. no i mean my ex did that but i i don't want someone to i don't want you to eat me out unless you want to i have had another guy has eaten me out on my period that wasn't my ex but yeah, yeah usually Actually, yeah. two guys have three guys total. Wow, have eaten me out of my period. Yeah, award-winning. It's not gross. Mouths. period. It's not. But some I mean, people think it is. Oh, yeah, I
1: think that blood in my mouth is kind of
0: gross. Mm. It's like, like I, I would probably eat a period. Pussy. Did I tell
1: you about this guy? I probably have on this show before because it was so ridiculous. But this guy that I was hooking up with, like all throughout college, you know, one of those like mm-hmm. life fuck boys. <laughs> uh, I fell. Um, I was wearing heels to date party and I fell like going into the bus. So I was bleeding on my knee and this boy licked my date. He licks the blood off my knee. And I was like, oh, my God, like I'm flattered. But what? Yeah. And he was like, don't tell anybody I did that. (laughs) So obviously I told literally everybody. All of our listeners. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What Uh, happened
0: to you this week?
1: Oh, well, so I met Seth Rogen. I already told you about yeah. that. Oh, my God. I, like, forgot that yeah, happened. Yeah, <laughs> but I, like, just remember it because I was thinking, what did I do this week? It felt like such a long but short week. I know. That was forever ago. Yeah, that feels like so long ago, but I kind of blacked out that night. It was like, okay, so I took my friend's Adderall or Vyvanse or something because mm-hmm. I had run out and there was something going on with my with my insurance and I just, like, needed one. So he he gave it to me. So it was something that I don't usually take and it was probably, like... A higher dosage, I think. Right. So I had that, and I just, I it, it was a great day productivity wise. LOL. um And then I went to the event. So it was the Workers' Circle was honoring Seth Rogen and his dad as like these Jewish icons. Um, and I talked to them and it was super dope. And he like spat on my face and everyone's oh like, did you ask him to? And like, obviously not. He was just like, you know, <laughs> did you ask he, him he seems to? like a person who like he, when he gets excited is just like spitting everywhere, you know, Me like too. with his, with his, do you
0: sometimes I've spit not notably. I mean, you. we all have, <laughs> you're just like Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> We're so similar. We're celebrities. I hope you slipped him my number.
1: Uh, No. <laughs> rude I if anything I would slip in my number and his wife was there so I couldn't Mm. it was so fucking gorgeous anyway that was a really amazing night and like I got drunk and I made friends with like these two other reporters there it was such a fun time I get home and I don't go to sleep until like three or three thirty because I think I was awake from the Adderall that's why I was talking about it earlier and so I masturbated a lot three times and then I like basically taught myself how to squirt <gasps> and I squirted so much like not as much as the time when I took acid oh yeah but like I had to put a blank like not a blanket a towel down oh, my god and okay. so I, I thought okay like the two are correlated me meeting Seth Rogen and then like being so horny I had to just keep like <laughs> like I thought my um my clit was bleeding so because I was using the clit sucker on it so much, and I was like, kind of, I was getting a little bit scared that it was going so numb, and like there was blood everywhere. So I kept like trying to look because the, the, the lights were off. So I would like wipe my vagina and then put take take my fingers up. But obviously there was no blood. Oh it was just God. like to illustrate how much I was masturbating. That
0: sounds like an art project, you know, like to an masturbate art until installation. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> what? You shut like commentary. You know what I mean? No. The pursuit of pleasure. Uh- <laughs>
1: a video of me masturbating until until i bleed bleed. ew let's do it on our patreon no i'm like protecting i'm cupping (laughs) my vagina right now (laughs) um but yeah i i heard the trick on uh orgasmic when i posted like how to squirt but i didn't actually do it because for me i think i can squirt like after the first time i've orgasmed Mm. and then all you have to do is when you feel it coming just push out So what did you do? I orgasmed twice. The third time I was just pushing like with my vagina canal,
0: pushing out. Like pretend like you're... Like while you were masturbating?
1: As I was orgasming.
0: So as you were coming, you just started pushing.
1: Yeah. Like you could kind of... Like I could feel like a a wave sort of. And then like the way that you pee you know, when you push out a little yeah. bit. So I just did that and it expels it. But don't, do you not squirt ever when you have sex or, or I've mastery? only ever squirted twice in my oh, life. Oh, just with the, with that dude? One was sex
0: and one was the bender. Hmm. Wow. But I haven't squirted again. Yeah, Yeah. Bender. so
1: try it. You might need to also orgasm a couple times first. And then you just like kind of
0: try to pee while you're orgasming? Sort of, yeah. Okay. You, you know
1: how what people say like, oh, you know when you feel you're about to pee that's what your orgasm is. I don't actually ever really feel like yeah. I'm about to pee. but But in that instance, it kind of did. And then, oh. and then you just go with it. Okay. So, yeah. So try it. I'm going to try it. Um. Anyway, thank you, Seth Rogen. I love you.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> I tweeted that. I was like, I met Seth Rogen today. And then I taught myself how to square at 3 a.m. <laughs> it didn't get a lot of uh, retweets, but like the most likes I've ever gotten. <laughs> and people were like, the two are definitely correlated. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, they're right um all right also if any of my friends are listening to this um I want to say hello thanks for listening leave a review and also I will not be talking about anyone
0: today (laughs) I forgot to talk about this what I was recognized
1: oh yeah oh my god oh my god oh my god
0: yeah I don't know if I should say her name should I um like shout out yeah shout out to olive uh, I was on the subway, and I noticed her before she even came up to me because she was wearing a bandana, and I just thought she was super our cute. Her pants are so hot. I know. She was so cute. And I was, like, on the subway, just kind of, you know, playing Sudoku. And then she's just like, are you Flex. Miriam? <laughs> Wait, we, we also never introduced her podcast. Oh.
1: This is 7 Minutes in Heaven.
0: The Sex News Podcast. With your
1: co-host, Arielle Kaplan.
0: And Miriam Jabotowski. All right. But anyway, yeah, she comes up to me and she's like, are you Miriam Jivotowski? Which, first of all, whenever like people ask me who I am, which only happens like friends of friends or whatever. Who the fuck
1: are you? They're usually like, I'm are you
0: Miriam? They never say my last name. Yeah. Um, also, hard. people usually don't say my last name correctly. So I was really shocked at that. Jibotowski. She was just like, are you Miriam Jivotowski? And I was like, what the fuck? What did I do? Who are you? <laughs> you just got served <laughs> here i'm jim Tosky, you just got served <laughs> she basically served yeah no she was just like i listened to your podcast and i was like omg that was crazy and i love you Olive. well i guess after reporting on our weeks we can head into
1: the news segment <laughs> sure we can hit it emma <laughs>
0: Tunisia is a country in North Africa and it is about to, about to become the first country in the Arab world to provide a sex ed program for elementary and middle school. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting we because we actually have, a, a few months ago, an Instagram follower reached out to me and was like, I live in Tunisia and kind of telling me how like fucked up it is there. The rules are really serious. Like you can go to, you go to like a mental hospital if you're bisexual or gay. Like it's really intense oh, there. Wow. But I think this is a really great step forward. Um, so the sex ed will start with children as young as age five. It will be biological and religious based, which isn't ideal. But I'm glad that they're talking about sex. They're starting it with a two year experimental program, and then if it's successful, they'll have it rolled out to all the schools. Um, and students will learn about pregnancy and even abortion, despite wow. the fact that abortion is illegal in Tunisia. So wow. it might be it might be like, here's what an abortion is. Don't get one. But at least at least <laughs> like there's education. Telling, yeah. You know.
1: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It's so shocking.
0: Hopefully, other countries will follow suit. There was a sex ed uh, program in Lebanon like in the early 2000s, but it got shut down. Wow. So, this will be the first in the Arab world to have oh. one now. Wow. Mazel. Back to you, Ariel.
1: Okay. Male birth control. This 78 year old Indian dude, Sujoy Guha, I think. I'm so like. Tell me if I mispronounced your name and you're listening to this. Uh, He's a biomedical engineer and he created RISUG, R-I-S-U-G, whatever the fuck, Um, which is the male birth control. And he's been working on it since 1978. Wow. Yeah. Which makes sense because um, so it's non-hormonal and it's like it's a shot. It's not hormonal. It's not hormonal and it's a shot into um, the area or into the tubes where this where the sperm gets carried from the testicles to the penis okay um and it lasts for 13 years so i think wow. he had to do like a lot of longitudinal studies on that so like nice at least that they were working on it since 1978 yeah. By they i mean him um it's only been tested on animals not humans so like they know it works but for um, reversibility Because it's birth control It's not supposed to be a vasectomy essentially right. They're not positive yet Because it's only been tested on uh, On animals So they said that like when this comes out It's going to be like Touted as a safer Or like a less intrusive vasectomy
0: Yeah because 13 years is a long Yeah time. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And yeah <laughs> There's a lot of problems with that I think,
0: And I think girls were really upset and, I mean, I wouldn't want to, like, IUD can last up to 10 years, the Paragard, but you can, take, you it can take it out. I wouldn't want to, like, commit to 13 years of yeah. not being able to have I babies. mean, like,
1: I would, I would give it to my kid, like, <laughs> 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 I don't know. Like, I see the benefit of giving it to children so, like, that they can't impregnate anyone. But, but then that's not that's your right. I know, I know. Yeah. But like, in case anything or happen- I wish that we had a shot. I would like to have that until I was twenty, right or eighteen. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Even though I didn't have sex till I was nineteen.
0: <laughs> I like it as an alternative to getting a vasectomy, though. Like- yeah if you don't want to go to the doctor or something, yeah and then know?
1: maybe it could be reversible so then right but vasectomies are reversible aren't they, they are but you have so to like weird.
0: cut open right
1: gross i don't know i don't want to think about it okay <laughs> back to you miriam
0: <laughs> okay this is a doozy not a doozy but a long one uh oh i need to open i need to get my quotes pulled up sorry pull
1: them up pull them up yo your handwriting is
0: so pretty aww yeah thank you doesn't your hand cramp when you write yeah it does it's part of the
1: fun dude i have a hitchhiker thumb i don't know if you ever have seen this on yeah i have and it's 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 been going back like even farther that it like is hurting my thumb like it just gets stuck like that sometimes oh my god yeah yeah my brother has it even way worse he's like double jointed whoa yeah anyway anyway <laughs> Back enough to of me. that fucking boring <laughs> pitch hikers i'm talking uh, about
0: so one of my favorite publications salty world which Ariel has written for uh published Woo-woo! yeah published an article about victoria's secret's influence on instagram censorship policies it's really interesting break it down baby so basically facebook's policy on like underwear and bathing suit advertising originated from a victoria's secret ad campaign and that has influenced all of Facebook and Instagram ad policy. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, And it's still in use as of July, 2019, according to the article. I don't know if it's still in use now, but most likely it is because I think we would have found out if it wasn't. Uh, So it outlines the ad policies for underwear and swimwear ads, as I said. And there's 22 bullets that explain how models can sit, dress, even arch their backs, pose, how they can interact with props, like all these very detailed things. So there's a lot of fucked up shit about it the first every single policy states that women are the target of the policy so there's no there's absolutely no rules pertaining to the nudity or, of or, like nudity or swimwear of men so like if a, you're advertising with a man there's no rules right That's, now yeah, it's fucked up. um which supports the fact that in general women's bodies are more heavily policed on these platforms <clears throat> uh another really fucked up thing throughout the policy they refer to women as girls the woman users yeah that's like pedophilic Uh and oh um, it's like especially fucked up because of connections with Jeff Epstein yeah Jeffrey Epstein yeah with you on a nickname basis Jeffy Poo (laughs) Um, so here's an example of how they word it girl with a swimsuit top on and a towel covering her bottom but showing that she does not have a swimsuit uh, bottom underneath the towel is against policy and they're like referring to these women as girls which is gross girls 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 yeah um okay. They also use explicitly binary language which is mm. super exclusive of non-binary and trans folks. Um not surprising. Yeah, not surprising. <laughs> um and here like basically this is a quote from the article. This exemplifies Instagram's hypocrisy. Sex can be sold for the benefit of major corporations like Instagram, Facebook and Victoria's Secret, but not for the benefit of sex workers themselves. So a lot of their policies like you can look sexual, but you can't be selling sex, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, yeah, that's what you're selling. You can be sexy for a toothbrush, but you can't be sexy, sexy for, for sex. Right. And you you can be someone else can make you sexy, but you can't make yourself sexy. Wait, what does that mean? Like kind of it's more of like an overarching commentary on society, but we can use women's bodies to sell products, but women can't use their own bodies to sell themselves and their oh. products. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just fucking watch me. Yeah, like let me live. Um, so, another fuck, this is like also very fucked up. Uh, Victoria's Secret, we all know, is like, I remember as a kid, kind of fucked with my body image. I remember looking through the catalogs and being like, wow, the- these bodies are insane. Yeah. And that's not my body. Um, and really promotes fat phobia. The, Founder of Victoria's Secret said some really fucked up things about bigger bodies and trans bodies last year. Did they step down? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. the whole thing. Good, um, good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I mean, Victoria's Secret's over. The fashion show isn't happening. Yeah, this that's year. really insane. Um, right. but I'm so over their lacy thong. This is like really fucked up too. So, uh, one of their, I'll let that go by.
1: <laughs> they're wee- sounding wee- the alarm. Wee- it's for the Victoria's story. Secret. Yeah, yeah they're like- they're coming to get them. <laughs> okay whatever Miriam's um, firing shots and the the police the are coming to <laughs> support me no, or no you.
0: <laughs> so um like there's just a lot of fat phobia in victoria's secret so an example of the policy what is within policies a photo of a girl from behind wearing a bra and cheeky underwear but an example against policy is a photo of a girl from behind wearing a bra and a thong But when you look at plus sizes, what's cheeky underwear on like a very thin body versus cheeky underwear on a like plus size body, audacious booty might look more like a thong. And that like makes policing of those bodies a lot more intense. And in general, this supports the fact like salty data shows that plus size people are more likely to be flagged for sexually suggestive content on Instagram, Mm -hmm. which is just true. Like. Thin bodies can be doing really sexual things and it goes and it passes. And then fat bodies will be doing the same things and they'll get taken down. Yeah. Um, if you want to know more about that, you should follow Lisa Spliffson and Ashley Chubby Bunny.
1: Yeah. And follow Instagram. Salty World too on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. A hundred percent. Sign up for
0: their newsletter. Yes. Um. And, so, and then ours. Yeah, obviously. By going to our Patreon. Mm. <laughs> um, but Blood. this just basically supports that something that salty is always ringing the bell about which is that the patriarchy is within the algorithms like people oh God. people write algorithms and people have internalized biases so the algorithms have internalized biases yeah. that are written within them so everything that's being shown to us is biased
1: that's so like matrixy to think about the patriarch the patriarchy is in the algorithm right that's yeah crazy. it's a really intense scary thought. get the fuck out of my algorithm right like i mean
0: that's why accounts like ours have but both of us orgasmic and smh pod were taken down for yeah. posting content about sex even though we're sex educators and like what we're posting isn't harmful whereas both of us receive like dick pics constantly and oh nothing God, happens yeah. to those accounts and like Kim Kardashian can post her ass, and that's fine. But then, like, when a fat woman posts her ass, she gets taken down. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, let's not even like to to not even like get into what trans people have to experience just by getting reported by transphobic people. Yeah. So a lot
1: of sex workers get their shit deleted, but then like wellness influencers are allowed to exist, right?
0: And like Sesta and Fosto, which we should definitely have an episode about eventually. Like, oh my god, yeah, is kind of underpinning all of this as well. So.
1: We should, like, break that down, even though it's late. Like, people don't really know. Yeah. Because when I talk about, when yeah. I tell people my Instagram was deleted and they're like, why, what happened? I start with SESTAFOSTA. I was like, right. remember when Tumblr deleted all of its porn? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So um,
0: SESTAFOSTA are basically just wait, no, to, like. no, Are we doing it? We, we can just quickly it, say
1: till here more till like here,
0: <laughs> they're basically policies that police sex we'll yeah. talk about it in more detail yeah, yeah, yeah. um Aww. but yeah that that's it i don't really know like what we can do i guess we can support politicians who are against things like sesta and fosta and like keep ringing the bell and telling people about this because i think a lot of people just don't know which is the first step is knowing and being yeah. aware of this shit um so send this podcast to some people who need to know this shit back to you Ariel. good marketing
1: (laughs) um have you well like you only have one ex but did you fuck him after you broke up yeah and did that like hurt you emotionally oh yeah yeah
0: i mean so he was abusive piece of shit yeah we (laughs) broke up like we broke up, but then maintained contact, had phone sex and had in-person sex like a few times since breaking up. And basically, it was basically like we were still in a relationship.
1: Right. Were you talking like about like mundane and things in between and then mm-hmm. you would like start sexting? Yeah. So I'm kind of doing that with my ex right now. And so I wanted to talk about this study that Ooh. I found. <laughs> it's not new. It's from a couple of years ago. Um, and, of course, Justin LaMiller wrote about it. In Our Vice. man. Um, so this study was called Pursuing Sex with an Ex. Does it hinder breakup recovery? In short, the answer is no. And it's actually yeah. can be beneficial to hook up with your ex. So, it's not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. I mean, so b- with your situation, like, he was a fucking horrible person. And, like, <laughs> He that, was ill. Y- yeah. <laughs> he treated you poorly. Yeah. And, like, that just makes it just changes everything with right. the dynamic like my ex didn't treat me poorly but we were both immature he was way more immature <laughs> <Of course. laughs> and like i think we're both just i'm like lonely and you know and like yeah. i kind of do want, i do want to have sex with him again honestly i mean so yeah. no no one
0: knows your body like an ex i, I mean like. no
1: he nobody knows my body at all <laughs> except for me actually <laughs> um he's never made me orgasm oh, yeah true it's so insane um, anyway, I remember, or, or I saw this article like in my timeline because, uh, LeMolar, like just, you know, reshares old stuff and it right. was just very relevant to me. So even though this isn't sex news, just fucking deal with it. <laughs> it's your news. So there were, uh, two studies in this study. So <laughs> in the first part of it, um, they had 113 people ages 18 to 55 who started it when they were in relationships. And then, Every week, uh, the researchers followed up with them, had them take surveys about their experiences, including reporting sex they had with their exes, their emotional state, how attached they felt, feel to their ex and how distressed they felt about the breakup itself. So the results from that showed that 24.8% of these people pursued ex-sex at some point. Mm-hmm they were more emotionally attached to their exes, but ex ex wasn't linked to feeling more upset about their breakup. It was actually more beneficial than harmful. Yeah. Perhaps because they were more emotionally attached and like you were emotionally attached, but in a, in a toxic way. Right. And so this might've been like, it, nothing really bad happened, but they know each other out of just like familiarity. right? And so I think that's also like my, my ex knows me really well. He doesn't know my body, but like that comfort and like, I like knowing that he still cares about me and stuff. Yeah. Um, then the next study was with 372 people ages 18 to 65. And this just looked at if um, people who pursued their exes for sex were successful and nine out of 10 times that somebody
0: did it, they were successful. So we <laughs> no all want to be fucking our exes cause we're yeah. all lonely. You know, that meme that was like the world's ending, like fuck your ex. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if the world was ending, I would fuck my ex. Like if, Really? i knew Just the world time. yeah if i knew the world was gonna end tomorrow like i would leave right now buy a flight to him and go fuck wow him. the sex was crazy
1: yeah <laughs> would you pee in his mouth yeah oh cool <laughs> <laughs> would you peg him yeah 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 it's the last it's day the last the day <laughs>
0: i'm pegging him
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the the main takeaways of this study is that it's not uncommon for exes to have sex so like the when you're best friends are being like no don't talk to him don't do that it's not healthy like that's not true it actually could be healthy
0: I feel like that's what friends are for though yeah but- no for
1: sure <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking to my roommates through this podcast right now <laughs> who are telling me not to talk to him they're very supportive in whatever I do choose to do mm-hmm. but yeah I mean there's this there's this stereotype or just the the widely accepted idea that hooking up with your ex is a bad idea Right. Even though sometimes like people just need to break up to then grow and then get back together. Yeah. So it is really situational. Um but yeah, so it challenges the idea that ex sex is bad and if anything, it's actually more positive. Damn. So I'm gonna fuck him. Yeah, everyone
0: go fuck your exes. <laughs> if they <Yolo>. not toxic.
1: <laughs> All right, back to you, merch.
0: All right. This is this article that you sent me, which was a study that found that women on the birth control pill have a smaller hypothalamus, Ah! which like is super annoying because I used to be on the birth control pill. So I wonder if mine is smaller. Uh, First of all, before I get into this, yeah, right. Before I get into this, I do want to say in Psych 101, or I guess that's not what it was called, AP Psych, my psych teacher sent us a video to remember all the parts of the brain. And for hypothalamus, it was the thing was hypo the llamas and he would like squirt water on the llamas to regulate their temperature. Uh, the hypothalamus, <laughs> the hypothalamus is the part of the brain that produces hormones that help regulate your body temperature, your mood, appetite, sex drive, sleep cycle, heart rate, and a lot of other involuntary functions. And this actually is a lot of things people report do get affected by the birth control pill. People say their sex drive goes down, their mood changes, they gain weight. like so I do kind of kind of make sense to me. Basically, the study looked at 50 healthy women and 21 of them were taking an oral contraceptive. All 50 were given an MRI and their hypothalamic volume was measured and they found that women on birth controls, the people, women who were on birth control had a 6% smaller hypothalamus, which is a pretty large amount. That's insane. Yeah. Um, However, the study, obviously 50 people is a very small sample size. uh, So it was way too small to draw any conclusions, but um, it's definitely a jumping off point. And they also said that having a smaller hypothalamus isn't necessarily a bad thing. And they couldn't necessarily draw like correlation oh, causation. Interesting, um, but it was just something they found.
1: Yeah, I love it. And like in the abstract, it says like this is what we this is what we found. And the last sentence is always like, but there weren't enough participants in the studies. We have to do it again. <laughs> but like that's how that's how studies like y- there are future supporting studies for everything right. to make sure that it's all if you can't um replicate it then it's not
0: and if you can't get funded to do a big study you have, yeah. you have to like kind of prove that there's something there yeah to exactly get funded more and the study was conducted or one of the like people who helped conduct it was nicole Prouse, your <gasps> girl so Nikki. we love you nicole oh God, i love her
1: oh, i love that we like know researchers i mean you do i mean i don't know her but now you know her yeah like, and, and well, yes. I I just I only know the Kinsey Institute ones, and then like right. I follow a ton on Twitter. But um, I actually just stopped taking my birth control again. Oh. The first time I stopped was b- right before I got my uh, breast reduction because I had to for the surgery. Um, mm-hmm. But we were talking about this that my that it's hard to fill my birth control. Yeah. And now I'm going on vacation, and I should have just already ordered it, but I went off it.
0: Wait, which one are you on?
1: Um, I was on Junel, and then I went back to Ortho tricycline Low. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so I would give you my
0: extra, but I don't think it's the uh, same. Yeah,
1: you have Junelle, right? No, I have Yaz. Oh, n- never mind then. Yeah, yeah no. Um, I was off it for like maybe a week already when I squirted and stuff. Ah. And I was wondering if I am just feeling way more horny lately because I'm not on birth control. Potentially. Even though I'm also on an antidepressant that
0: helps libido. But you've been on it for a while, right?
1: Yeah, I have. But I but I usually have been on birth control, and I don't remember what I was uh. like um, before my breast reduction. So I don't know all this shit about. I I've always thought it's really dumb, or I'm super judgmental when people say that they're not on birth control, um, which I shouldn't be, but like yeah. I just am.
0: <laughs> Rude <laughs> and.
1: <laughs> It's, but now the more horrible stuff that I hear about it, like...
0: It's nice to not put anything into your body.
1: Yeah. You never know what's happening. And I put so much shit in right? my body. Like,
0: I just... It's so nice to not have to worry. Like, I, yeah. I take a daily pill for my thyroid. But otherwise, I don't have to take any other pill, which just feels really good yeah, to me. Yeah, it's really
1: nice. I take antidepressant. I take Adderall. I take a skin thing. I was taking birth control.
0: Um, it's Just a lot to keep track of.
1: Yeah. I mean... Like it's what else it's Your health.
0: You got to do it. But, you know, it's I, nice uh,
1: I'm going to I'm considering getting the IUD and like yeah. maybe a different one than you. So we can not compare be here and contrast. We won't be
0: IUD twins or
1: also or maybe I could do the same one and then we can see how it, it
0: like reacts differently yeah. as yeah. an ex-
1: experiment for
0: you guys on the Patreon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Back to you, Ariel. Okay. Uh, this is my last one. And it's a myth buster. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know, the uh, story of uh, doctors using vibrators on hysterical women. Yeah. To treat their fucking hysteria, whatever the fuck. That's not true at all. No. Did, did you hear about this already? No. Okay. This story came out last year, I think. But again, LaMiller like reshared it and I we just haven't talked about it yet. Right. And it's really crazy. So yeah. So there's just this like long-held belief, this myth that everybody really took uh, seriously until this paper came out last year. Um, it was originated by Rachel Maines who wrote in The Technology of Orgasm. I don't know which year, but... Whatever she says, pelvic massaging resulted in hysterical paroxysm, which is an orgasm. Okay. Um, and that that was a staple of a uh, medical practice in the Victorian era. Yeah. So that, uh, the doctors would <laughs> use a vibrator to stimulate the clit, and they used the vibrator because it was faster than using their fingers so that they could fit more patients oh into my their God. day. Um. So why that's cool is like, oh, wow, the vibrators have been around for such a long time and it was like used medically. But like none of that is true. Wow. This paper that came out checked her references and they couldn't find any supporting evidence for that. So she just made the whole thing up. Oh, my God. So crazy. But that makes sense because you can can you imagine doctors like
0: like jerking women off? What? I feel like. Yeah, I guess. But I was kind of like, that's crazy. And like. Hysteria as an idea is crazy too. So yeah, like,
1: which hysteria has totally been debunked. It just basically means a woman is horny.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like a woman is angry or like showing any sort yeah. of emotion. Yeah, and she needs to like release hysterical. this tension. And right, she's being a crazy bitch. Yeah,
1: you need to get laid. Maybe that's where that comes from. Yeah. Um. But I I've always thought before I. Before I learned that it was a myth, I was thinking like, well, then why aren't vibrators more normalized if they if they began as a wellness tool right. and not just like a perverted sexual thing? Um, so this fucking makes sense. Oh, also that the doctors weren't aroused by it because there there was no penetration. They were just like um stimulating the clitoris and from freud saying that the clitoral orgasm is immature to them in under the illusion of this if this myth was true right um that so there was no problem there (laughs) (laughs) boom bitch
0: damn that's crazy i need to read about that back to you miriam are you done No, i'm done cool What are we talking about today, Arya? Incest
1: porn. Also known as Faux. Oh. How how is that spelled? F A U X E S T like incest, but fo oh pho cests. Focus. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So Should I talk
0: about my study? Yeah. Okay. So I read a study that was more about incest rather than incest porn. And I read one that was about incest porn. Mm, less about incest. Yeah. <laughs> And the study name is really funny. It's called "It's All Relative." That's funny. <laughs> Sexual versions and moral judgments regarding sex among siblings. So, <laughs> why is incest bad? Why do you think incest is bad?
1: Why it's bad? Yeah. Um. Biologically, it's um. You know. Well, Jews are basically built on incest, actually. <laughs> but uh, it it fucks you. You have like fucked up, uh, children yeah who can't like um adapt well
0: right exactly so it's pretty biological having sex with close close relatives will really fuck up the health of your relate of your resulting offspring and this is for two reasons so the first is harmful recessive genes so as you were mentioning jews have a lot of incest yeah uh, or like yeah, there's so a lot of cousins sex with close relatives and um tay-sachs yeah tay-sachs disease so mm-hmm. tay-sachs disease is a disease that is a re- recessively linked so um I don't know how much biology we want to get into, but our genes, we have dominant and recessive. So if you receive one dominant and one recessive, then you'll get the dominant trait. But if you get two recessive, then you'll get the recessive trait and you have two dominant, you'll get the dominant trait. So you have a 25% chance of getting uh, the, the recessive oh. trait if it's in your fi- if one person has it. Uh, that's not right. <laughs> but do, did you ever do Punnett squares? Yes. Yeah. So think of a Punnett yeah. square. Yeah. Okay. You guys can Google that.
1: There's some um SVU episodes about Tay Sachs. You don't watch? No. Ugh, okay. Wait. I just need to tell you really quickly. The this couple like had a baby who ended up having Tay Sachs, and like when you have Tay Sachs, you die like, like
0: really young. Yeah.
1: So um the I think it was a rabbi helped m- helped the mom. Um, kill the baby But only to stop it From having any pain like So, suffering. Yeah so he like Maybe he was a doctor Rabbi Or maybe he was just A doctor But he prescribed He gave her like Medication that would Just let the baby Die like peacefully That's so sad So it ended up being Like a very moral dilemma Like yeah. she was really Trying to help the child And do what was best For it Not murder it Right In like cold blood Yeah Yeah so
0: That's really sad But Jews are great Other than that <laughs> Other than Tay-Sachs <laughs> So that's the one of the main reasons like you were at a higher risk of developing a recessively linked issue that like a disease that could kill you. And the other is biochemical environments. So we're attracted to people who have different immunities than us. And when you mate, your child gets like a lot more immunity. So the more diverse a population is, the less likely they are to all get wiped out by a disease. Mm -hmm. So an example, I actually really like this one is or it's sad. If you like bananas, the Cavendish banana right now is being affected by a fungus because they're all the same banana. And so the fungus is killing all of them. No, So it's really important to have variation in a population because then a disease won't wipe out everyone. It'll just wipe out. And that's why
1: it's good to have a melting pot of a world. Exactly. So
0: Um, you want your baby to have as much diversity as possible.
1: For that reason, I've been like really reconsidering my like, deep desire to want to marry someone who's also Jewish mm-hmm. um, because of, you know, BCRA or BRC, whatever the fuck, the breast cancer right. thing, um, Tay-Sachs, but also my, I would be doing my child a favor by mating with someone
0: who's so different than me yeah just create a super baby exactly yeah so opposite end of the spectrum
1: dip in my toes in thought (laughs) idea
0: yeah and what's really interesting this isn't really related to this study but we have this thing called an MHC complex and you can smell it so when someone has a really different uh immune immunocomplex than you they smell better to you oh. and if they have a very similar one they don't smell as good that's
1: so interesting mm-hmm. wow yeah
0: and that can even happen with someone who's also jewish you know what i mean that you can have different immunities even if you're related kind of yeah but like yeah. I mean, it just increases like- the chances so not every child born of incest is going to be fucked up but like there's a way higher chance that they will be
1: mm-hmm. uh, i mean at least mentally <laughs> they're yeah gonna be fucked
0: um so in general the closer in genetic relationship In genetic relatedness the lower in general the closer in genetic relatedness the lower chances of offspring survival due to disease basically Mm. which is what i'm saying and so sexual selection and evolution favors those who are who have an aversion to fucking their siblings so quick evolution lesson uh evolution doesn't do anything it's just random events uh favor certain organisms and so they survive and are survive long enough to pass on their genes to the next generation so like it's not like evolution's like, we need to have this. It's more, someone randomly got this, it benefited them, so they lived long enough to pass it down. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then maybe organisms who had that were more likely to survive. Right. Um, so this basically is like saying that we've developed mechanisms to stop ourselves from fucking our siblings because it would fuck up future generations. Mm-hmm. And so those who like, didn't want to fuck their siblings were more likely to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Or the babies of those. So there's two, there's a, uh, we have these like internal mechanisms and they're kind of interesting. So the first one is sip, This study focused on siblings in particular, just to note. Okay. Um, So there's two cues that aid sibling detection beyond just language. So knowing that someone's your sister, you'll have that knowledge, but animals do this too. So it's not just, or we're animals, but non-human animals do this too. So the first cue is seeing your mom care for another mom, another baby so like breastfeeding taking care of another child this is especially this especially affects the older siblings Mm -hmm. with their younger ones so if you see your mom taking care of someone else for a long time you're like i don't want to fuck that person
1: lol (laughs) wait oh my god so youngest children
0: so that they thought but how would it affect the youngest children very good point well because i have three older brothers. do you want to fuck your brothers If not, don't worry. There's a mechanism there. So this one uh, is parenting effort over a long duration. So seeing your parents taking care of someone for years and years and years. Mm. Um, so there's this interesting study that looked at children in a kibbutz. So I'm often I know Jews. So often in a kibbutz, parents will have babies and then babies that were born at the same time will be kind of separated from their parents and then raised altogether. Um, And they'll still have involvement with their parents, but they're raised together. And they found, they found that children born in the kibbutz around the same time were way less likely to end up marrying each other, despite their parents wanting them to marry each other. LOL. Because they've seen the same people taking care of other people. Mm -hmm. And so the second principle duration is most likely to affect the younger sibling. And the first one watching like breastfeeding Mm -hmm. is most likely to affect the older sibling. Wow. There was another study that was really interesting. It was a Chinese study. So, uh, in a lot of communities in China, like years and years ago, they would raise the a girl with the family of the boy that her parents wanted her to marry. Oh, and the younger the girl was when she was ri- like moved to the other family the less likely she would be down to fuck her husband oh my god and it didn't affect the older one as much because he didn't see the like breastfeeding wait
1: but, how did they conduct that study
0: I, I guess it just happened i didn't really read the full study because they just referenced it but yeah that's really interesting it's really crazy um so that all basically all those cues teach us to be disgusted like actually feel the emotion or feeling of disgust Mm -hmm. at the thought of having sex with our siblings Mm -hmm. um however on the reverse (laughs) (laughs) on the reverse if there are if you don't have these cues there's no disgust so if siblings do not observe maternal infant associations or do not live together for long durations beginning at birth they'll be unlikely to develop this aversion Mm -hmm. Um, some evidence suggests that actually, stranger siblings might be more likely to want to fuck each other because mm-hmm. they have a lot of similarities. Right,
1: and we're we're attracted to,
0: like we're attracted similar. to things
1: that yeah that like look like, like us. Social of.
0: socioeconomic status, religion, like all these things that are kind of genetic, kind of environmental. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so the same logic applies to parents who d- didn't develop these cues with their own children. Like for example, Woody Allen fucking his stepdaughter and. Or that he ended up adopting and like in general there's more instances of sexual abuse in step parent relationships than with a direct parent Damn. um but it's interesting because these thinking about incest makes us feel disgusted and in general like basically everything in society that we've like placed morality on comes from our own internal disgust so like for a long time people i mean still gay people deal with a lot of bullshit but people who are against gay marriage feel disgust at the idea of it when they think about people the same gender like making out that disgusts them and that's why there's this like moral implication that they think it's like actually a bad thing to do so since incest disgusts most of us we all think it's a disgusting thing to do and we think it's morally wrong it usually is most cases of incest are sexual abuse Mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day i don't know you know like the adopted like a mom gave up her child for adoption then meets him 20 years later and then, yeah you know. yeah that shit is that's clickbaity it's so clickbaity <laughs> and it's gross but at the end of the day like if they're happy and yeah. if they're not like if if people are doing incest but they're not having kids and they're not bringing like some yeah. fucked up shit in the world i mean i guess yeah I th-
1: yeah i <laughs> think the inbreeding is like really <laughs> horrible yeah but it's still gross a
0: proud jew right but (laughs) the things that disgust us also a lot of times tend to fuel our kinks like the things that we're afraid of oh yeah yeah averted to so that brings us to
1: well when our uh sometimes traumatic events that happen to us when we're we're younger like end up being our kink exactly yeah yeah. um right so i'm gonna talk about um incest porn and why it's so popular so we wanted to just talk about like what incest in general and then also incest porn was one of the top or uh, faux cests was one of the top genres in 2018. So it saw an enormous spike in the past few years. I've always seen uh, incest porn online. Yeah. But like apparently it's everyone's like
0: it spiked with Donald Trump's presidency. It was it was just okay. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Yeah. So also searches for everybody in Trump's family <laughs> spike. So Melania it was something that like a thousand sense. percent. But like, yeah, obviously who was searching for her before she became the first lady? And there's a lot of like Ivanka Trump porn. Right Ew. before uh, recording this, um, I played the video uh, for Miriam of when Trump was in an interview with Ivanka and he said like if he, if she wasn't his daughter that he would fuck her Yeah, <laughs> that was insane and everybody else all the hosts like, were like "Um, you're <laughs> fucking weird and crazy they were like
0: you'll really say anything huh <laughs> he's disgusting
1: okay so apparently min- millennials look for step
0: sibling porn the most
1: I love step sibling porn it's kind of hot
0: <laughs> or step mom
1: I don't love mommy porn. Mm. Um, I think that moms generally have fake tits mm-hmm. and like a body type that I don't like. There are some moms that I'm into. Um, in porn, in porn, yeah. Sorry, not <laughs> IRL at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> 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 daughter is the sixth most common role, and uh, sister is the tenth most common mm. role for female porn stars. According to a 2013 analysis. Um, And okay, so uh, basically, I read this article and then I jotted down a lot of notes. So, excuse me for being incoherent, but I'm pretty hungover. (laughs) Hit us. I'm I'm, I'm unprofessional. (laughs) Also, me saying that was unprofessional. Okay, hidden it. Um, As taboo porn becomes more common, viewers get bored and need something more stimulating to see. And incest is apparently Mm -hmm. the most taboo. And it's, you know, drawing from like that like biologically we're repulsed by it right to protect ourselves. it's so yeah it's like the kind of like wanting what you can't have kind of yeah. thing is
0: really hot um and like what you fantasize about isn't always what you actually want oh yeah totally Usually not totally so
1: like for <laughs> for straight girls who watch lesbian porn i think that's really confusing it's like wait i don't think i'm attracted to girls but like that's what you like to get off to like yeah right. you're, you're probably not attracted to girls but that's okay for you to orgasm to that or as you might be attracted to I girls. Tell myself yeah i mean Sexuality most, most of us are fluid <laughs> um okay so this sociologist dr Chantel tibbles tells vice Intimacy between step relations is very taboo in contemporary U.S. culture, and yet many people live in step blended families. There's something about stimuli for such a highly taboo topic simultaneously being so commonplace that may resonate with some people. In terms mm. of why now, certainly technology, accessibility, and the availability of the content itself all play a part. There's also the like, it's this consumer loophole sort of thing or consumer um producer I don't know what it's called but um the people who are making porn the like the big companies like Mind geek and shit um they're all owned by men so all the like boutique more ethical porn a lot of those are made by women mm-hmm. um and that's why they're just like better but so for MindGeek, like they think, oh, people want to see this, so we're gonna make more of it, and then people watch it because that's what's being produced. Right. So it's not necessarily what they want to see, but now that it's there, it's we're in it. I've we're deep never in it.
0: searched stepsister, stepmom, whatever. That's just what it's just, yeah brought to me a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It's like not that's not really like what I like to watch, but then it comes up, and I'm like, I guess I'll watch it. Yeah, like, it
1: just it gets pushed out, and yeah. like I it became so there was such a spike in the search terms that companies that didn't make uh incest porn started making it because they were like well people are watching this and like that's how we're going to make uh money from the ad revenue and shit um and then other companies have been made exclusively for incest porn oh my gosh Uh, i'm trying to think of like one of the things i don't know there's like taboo like maybe it's called whatever It doesn't matter (laughs) Um, if you guys watch incest porn, like you already know where to find it. Yeah. Um, and I wrote down a little bit about what you were talking about for the context. So even though studies show that we're attracted to people who look like us or like our dads, whatever, um, we have that biological mechanism that helps us avoid it. So seeing incest porn, like we know it's not real and that makes it a little bit more okay. Right. And we're not getting that reaction because it's not real. Right. So yeah, <laughs> it's, so it's like, like it's like they a past.
0: If it was like someone you knew who was like a mom and son and they were fucking, you'd be like, oh, "Yeah, I don't want to watch be, that." Exactly.
1: <laughs> but sometimes when I watch stuff and they, so in the past with incest porn, they would have like a a warning in before it played, saying something like, "This isn't real," whatever. Right. But now they're really leaning into it and not saying that all and trying to make it even like more taboo and and really seem like they're uh siblings so they get people who like look like each other to fuck oh my god i really like that honestly i'm like oh because i do secretly know like it's not real right um also the way that porn sites are formatted the free ones um is you know like those weird pop-ups that come up right um and like there's a video sometimes that plays and then you can do skip ad um and it's usually someone like with their tits but then on the sidebars there's like a stepbrother fucking his stepsister at the gym or like he's playing she's playing video games and like he's eating her butthole out or something <laughs> like that those ads are really um profitable or there's like a good rate of return or whatever because they can tell they can sell a story mm. so easily and the step sibling story is really easy to tell right. and sell um so do we really like incest porn or is it just being given to us um i would say right now like it's here we're queer we're watching (laughs) it uh there's no turning
0: back it's a pretty common fantasy like when i've talked to sometimes i'll ask people about like what their kind of most fucked up fantasies are if they're willing to share it with me and like i've been surprised by the people who've told me that they've been interested in incest like i've heard it a few times like with their own family members no but they're like maybe like an uncle like not my uncle but like an uncle but that's not incest but like it like it, it's the role play of it like the idea that it is her uncle but it's not her actual like a specific person that she has in mind you know what i mean like i don't want to fuck my specific uncle like uncle larry but i want to fuck this random guy who i'm pretending is my uncle. right yeah so role play yeah yeah or like daddy i mean i say daddy and yeah that daddy all that it's time. such a yeah. you call dudes daddy yeah. oh my god i don't i that's love it hot. And like, I like when daddy. they say like little girl and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, <mean> <laughs> I like that a lot. We actually, I forgot we asked people to send us in, uh, their incest um, questions and some of them are really funny. So I just wanted really? to share okay. one okay. person was like, cousin porn hits different, but I th- always feel so guilty watching it. A lot of people said they like daddy, stepdaughter porn. <laughs> one My per-
1: favorite, um, step sibling porn is with Avila danger and, um, um fuck i forgot her name but one of the uh, a porn star who committed suicide
0: it was really sad yeah so look it up yeah Uh, one person said caught masturbating incest porn is top tier like when you're masturbating and your brother comes in they're like yeah oh my god oh i hate that i like that one i'm definitely i feel that uh one person said so i'm big time into it but obviously don't want to fuck my family it's just a taboo fantasy Mm -hmm. um and then yeah that's basically it. But I just thought those were some interesting insights. Yeah. Incests. Incest, uh, incest. uh, yeah. I mean. Insights. Whatever you're into. If you're going to fuck your brother, just use a condom at least.
1: LOL. <laughs> yeah. Don't get pregnant. Get the male birth control shot. Yeah. Um, Do we have to answer a question? No. Okay. Let's not.
0: Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Follow us on instagram at smhpod email us the smhpod at gmail.com we have a website smhpod.com you check out our patreon Yeah, check out our patreon patreon.com smhpod it's the holidays so if you want to buy a little sex toy for your friends you know i already have you're going to want to use the code seven on adamandeve.com for 15 to 50% off your order, plus free shipping and a lot of random shit. Yeah.
1: Link is in the show notes. Yeah. And if
0: you have a friend who's like really into bidets like I am, and I really want someone to get me a bidet for my birthday, for Hanukkah, um, you can use our code smhpod on hellotushy.com or just do hellotushy.com slash smhpod. Bye. Bye. We love you. I fully laughed into the mic.